Welcome back. I am sitting here with uh, Mahmoud Yassin. Mahmoud is uh, a, a, a fellow practitioner uh, who has spent a whole bunch of really useful uh, time and experience uh, across a number of different companies. Um, and we're talking about all things data management. And in the first segment, we spoke about uh, data governance and data quality. Um, as being, you know, foundational aspects that one would want to address. Um, in this segment, we're going to now switch gears a little bit and start talking a little bit more about the platforms, the underlying data platforms that uh, make for success when it comes to implementing, you know, good, solid data management practices in an organization. So, um, Mahmoud, I'd like to maybe start by just talking about, you know, target architectures. And, and these days we hear a lot of people talking about modern data analytics platforms. What's your, been your experience in terms of the most kind of successful target architectures that one should be contemplating? Um, great question, but a difficult answer because yes. uh, <laughs> it really depends, right? So there's no fixed architecture out of my experience uh, that fits one size fits all. So um, whether you are implementing a classical data warehouse architecture or a data lake or data mesh or something in between, um, I always say I, I'm, I'm very passionate about the topic. So um, I also have a series of articles that explains in details each one of those architectures and prongs and cones, but it really depends on the, the, a lot of factors. So one factor could be the maturity of your organization um, the people side, again, I can bring the people process organization technology. How mature is your organization uh, from data roles, from data um, literacy point of view? Um, uh, for example, how big is your data? That's a significant factor. How fast you want your analytics? Is it okay to be offline like uh, tomorrow or to be prepared tomorrow? Date of today can be prepared or shown tomorrow. Or you have a mission critical data that need to be, you know, uh, streamlined on a on a on a real time. Um, how complex is your business intelligence needs? Um, do you have needs for? Uh, of course, everyone now needs AI, but do you really need it or not? Not just by saying I'm using AI. A lot of factors, maybe uh, what's your platform strategy? Do you have an on-prem strategy or are you willing to go to the cloud or you want to build something in between like a, you know, an, a hybrid model? All these factors can really, really, really affect the target architecture. Um, the one that I'm uh, really or recently worked out with me, it was in uh, my previous company, uh, and we built something in between, uh, let's say, data mesh architecture and data lake architecture. So basically, uh, what we've done there is uh, we didn't fully decentralize the data through data products. We did something a little bit different. So we still adapted, let's say, that you have developed a data as a product thinking. So uh, whenever you have a piece of data, you can register it, uh, ownership is known, elements are known. Um, if someone wants to get access to the data, there's no way that they get access to it without your uh, your approval, for example, as a data owner or as a data producer. Uh, so you also you know, guard by design the process of getting access. So you avoid the situation from the previous segment where no one knew 
who's reporting on that or who's using this report. So this is like governance by design. Um, and then uh, what you can do is you also uh, on the consumption side, add certain controls, maybe introduce something like data contracts. Uh, why asking why do you need the data? We don't often ask why. We always say, oh, I need the data, but why? For how long? What's the severity of the data that you need? Do you need it for consistently or do you need it for a specific period? Starting asking this question can shape your architecture. And of course, there are like from a platform point of view, there's tons of considerations that we can, we need an hour or so to go through them. I only can point out a few of them like, okay, what's your data sources? How are you going to store the data? Is it a transactional database and NoSQL? Do you have an APIs that you need to um, invoke or play with? Uh, data integration ingestions from ETL tooling to streaming tooling. Uh, data storage uh, point of view, of course, data processing and transformations. Again, certain limitations can come based on certain, let's say, considerations. Like if you're working on on-prem or on a cloud, on the cloud, you have endless services that you can choose from that can make your life easier. But if you are on on-prem, then you are bounded by certain stuff. So you cannot use, I don't know, a fancy machine learning service from Azure or from AWS just because you're sitting on-prem. So you have to build those models yourself. Um, so this is also something to be considered. And I wanna emphasize on the metadata side of, uh, of your architecture, because that could be really key in um, successful implementation of your data architecture. But I think we're gonna see that also in segment three in a way. Yes. Sorry, this is a long answer, but it's really a big topic. Yes, it is. It's a massive topic. And yeah. and of course, it often carries a big price ticket as well. And yeah. and, and that's usually one of the things that uh, you know, the the top of the house, the, the C suite kind of, you yeah. know, nearly falls off their chair when they think, Whoa, is we yeah. have to spend that much on these things and um it, it, it's usually a pretty hard sell, you know, uh, to to the C-suite when it comes to modernizing uh, the, the, the the platforms, not just the data platforms, but also the analytics platforms. And and I think you know one of the things that's um, probably worth just spending a little bit more time on on this topic of platforms is the whole aspect of data and analytics. Yeah. Uh, in, in, um, I'm sure you've seen it as well, but I've seen so many situations where, you know, vendors have very strong marketing messages and sometimes they, uh, they don't give the full picture. They, they, they kind of bend the, the perception of the people that are listening to just focus on specifically what, you know, what they are, can deliver and yeah. they sell it as being the, you ultimate know, panacea you know this is going to sort everything out for you so yeah. you know you'll often have analytics vendors and analytics tools and analytics platforms that say yeah you don't need to worry about your, your data platform you need to you need to buy my tool because it's going to you know it's a very strong analytics offering and you know it'll it'll yeah. get it the data from wherever you've got it. So don't worry about, you know. <laughs> Let's agree on a couple of principles that, you know, and linking analytics to a tool, I think it's a mistake because you can do analytics pretty much, you know, using pen and paper if you if you want yeah. to do that. 
Excel yeah. can be a great tool for analytics as well. You don't have to have the fancy, let's say, uh, I don't know, uh, new services on on all the without mentioning any of them. But let's say, uh, yeah, that's that's something. And also the second thing I want to agree or, or let's say talk about is that we've been obsessed over the last ten years by gathering all types of data and throw them in whatever storage solution that we have. And that was also like kind of the wave when Hadoop and the big data, you know, was was leading. But after, and, and I, I must say, I was also going with that flow, like, oh yeah, data can be very useful. Let's store as much as we can because we never know the potentials, which is to a certain extent true. But after, you know, few years and hundreds and hundreds of terabytes of data that sits there for nothing, you start asking yourself, okay, was that the right choice? Mm. Wasn't it better to focus on data that can have potential rather than getting everything and then being obsessed with storing the data? That realization as well, I think no one is talking or not many people talks about it nowadays because storing all the data in your company uh, in a successful manner, I'm not doubting that, have you delivered any business value of it? Mm-hmm. If no, then you did nothing. This is just a uh, you know, bunch of terabytes sitting in a cold storage or a hot storage, but there's no value out of it. So the analytics part comes or it becomes successful when you use the data. And if you don't use the data, then you did nothing. And that is something that yeah, mainly vendors don't talk about it. They just want to say, oh yeah, this is um, how you can deliver you know, high-speed analytics uh, in, a, in a nutshell. Uh, but the question is like, okay, do you need that, first of all? Second, is this use case or something that you're going to pick up is delivering a business value rather than proving that this tool works? That's two different stories, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, wise words, wise words. Because, uh, you know, although vendors will tell you, oh, but, you know, the storage is cheap, you know, let's just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well... Uh, yeah. Come, come back in a couple of years and tell me how cheap it is. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this so, is uh, important. Sorry. So, you know, I guess the, the, the other sort of key thing is showing value uh, to, the, to the rest of the business by the decisions that you make on platforms. Um, you know, getting to a point where you can actually measure that, hey, you know, we, we've, we've taken this this step to modernize our platforms and these are the benefits yes. that we have realized in the first year in the second year etc how how typically uh, do successful organizations handle you know the demonstration of the the improvements and the benefits yep. that have been realized yeah i think it's a, it's a critical uh, also way to uh, get also C-level and C-suite also imported as well in funding such expensive, let's say, initiatives, right? I think uh, defining solid KPIs can really be useful here. So, for example, if we talk about data quality, right? If a company started not just applying data quality, but measuring data quality, so maybe having a data quality score of the data based on the signals, that you gather from running data quality checks on your data, that could be very useful because um, when we did that at uh, my previous company, it was so obvious that each data has a label and that label shows you, you can use like a like a signal system, like a green, orange, red, or you can use, a, I don't know, speedometer, whatever the visual that you can choose, but it shows that at this moment, 
the quality of this data is, let's say, 70%, and the threshold should be 80%. Then you have a gap, right? Mm -hmm. Then you work on some improvements. You, you know, reach to the data owners, uh, improve the data quality checks, maybe use AI in order to help people uh, also to generate the right data quality checks, for example, using a framework uh, like Great Expectation from uh, Python framework, and so on. That boosted also up a little bit the, uh, or let's say, in made it easier for data owners to do with data governance and data, let's say, quality checks. Then the score got, you know, exceeded, let's say, by 90% or become 90%. That's something tangible that you can show. This is before, this is after, and what this brings. If you have a data lineage capability out of data governance, then you can say, okay, this quality, this data that the quality has increased on it, it is labeled as a critical data elements. So back to segment one, and it is being used in X amount of reports or machine learning models that empowers our recommendation system, for example, in the website that deals with directly with our customers. So this is the effect. So I have indirectly improve the customer experience. I have, let's say, better analytics, better search results by just investing in a quality of uh, critical data set or critical data element. That is something that worked out very well. And I, I really recommend thinking of that. There's, of course, other KPIs that you can define, but uh, this one was quite, quite uh, you know, an easy sell uh, because there's a before, there's an after, and then you can show the value of the investment that you are doing here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great example, great example. And again, just really underscores the importance of, of measuring, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and feeding it back to the rest of the organization. Hey, this is what, this is the benefits that we've already got out of this. Um, and also a great thing here is to make it, as you said, transparent, right? You are not yeah. hiding the score to a certain people. This is public information. So if a consumer is thinking of, using this data, they get to know what they're opting in because yeah. that avoids a risk of guessing or, you know, speculating that, oh yeah, this, there's a customer ID here. Oh, that looks cool. I'm going to use it. And then we regret after a few years that this is the wrong mapping. So you get to know, you know, the, let's say visibility, transparency, uh, you know, buy or even try before buy if you can do certain samplings of your data that was also something that can can help then you are you're kind of improving the consumption and you know indirectly improving the entire let's say governance around your data and your ecosystem in general mm. yeah yeah great point you know this uh, this discussion segues nicely into the the third segment where we're going to talk about strategy and how how do we go about putting together a strategy and a roadmap and really emphasizing the business value uh, that we would get out of it? So I think this sets it up nicely for, for segment three. So to our listeners, uh, if you've uh, just caught segment two, go back and check out segment one as well. That will give you the full picture and keep your eyes peeled for uh, when we post segment three, because that's how we'll kind of round out this interview series with Mahmoud. So uh, see you shortly. See you.